All right. Thank you so much. I am so honored uh, to be here tonight, to be a part of your family uh, in a very real sense. Uh, you know, we are family together in Christ, but also just the journey that, that God has taken us on, uh, you know, brought my life uh, into Joby's life and, and the way that, that God uh, did something incredibly special at Beach, and, and we, we hired a whole bunch of other folks that are now serving and are a part of this church and your leadership, and uh, so it is indeed an honor. I read something somewhere that said that uh, the kingdom of God uh, might not be in what you do in life, but who you raise, and uh, I take that very seriously, that a part of our spiritual journey is to raise up people in Jesus Christ and to give them opportunities to uh, live out their faith and live out their calling. And uh, certainly uh, it has been a blessing and an honor to be a part of seeing what God has done in your pastor's life, uh, Joby Martin, his family, uh, his staff, the leadership, the elders, and just the tremendous work that God is doing here. And he's only gotten started. And there's a whole lot more to come, right? Amen. So, so uh, it's really great being back here. Uh, I went back in Joby's office, and it's been a, you know, a little bit of time since I've been back there. And it is a mutual of Omaha wild kingdom back there. And, and it was pretty awesome. You know, they're just deer heads laying everywhere. I don't even know who, who killed them, but they're just everywhere. And, um, and then I, I, thought, I thought that was pretty wild. But then I walked in the bathroom, and there's a deer holding the toilet paper. That's pretty awesome. You know, where do you find a deer holding the toilet paper? So that was pretty cool. But it's so good to be here and to see what, you know, what's going on with the Restore Project and all the tremendous things God is doing as he continues to reach more and more people for Jesus and bring them into this family. And it's exciting to see that, that happen. So I was thinking about, you know, what was I going to say uh, to, to kind of transition us uh, into uh, our continue into our worship time, and um, I was thinking about the fact that how much I love revivals. I mean, I grew up kind of in the church. I was a Sunday school drop-off, but, but my parents were Southern Baptist, and they loved every once in a while if somewhere in Jacksonville they were doing a revival, we'd go to revival. And it was just an awesome time because we'd go to the revival, and, and, and here's what I know about revivals. You guys have been praying for a long time for this event. Not only have you been praying, uh, but God has been, you know, you've been doing devotionals and, and scripture lessons to kind of point you towards this day and to, and to, you know, for all the people that God would bring into this event and what God would do in this special season. And uh, not only that, but, but a part of what we do when we, when we walk out our faith is that we walk it out, right? And so, so you guys have been for 20 one days, and I understand it ends tomorrow morning, or actually midnight, right? Midnight. So you've been eating like brown rice and beans and quinoa for Jesus. I mean, that is awesome. And, and because of that, you know, God is honored by that because what you do is you put aside some things that, that, are, that are important to you in order to give him glory and honor. And you surrender some things. And, and when you begin to do stuff like that, and then you, you invite other churches from around the city to be a part of that, one of the most important things on the heart of Jesus 
is that, is that we would dwell together in unity, that we might come from all different backgrounds and, and all different ways of life, but we are one family in Jesus Christ. I mean, when you invite the churches of Jacksonville to come together for an event like this, um, and, and then you dedicate like five nights of church, I mean, come on, that's, that is awesome. I mean, that just honors God. And so, so um, it's like when you, when, you, when you begin to lean into God, like Justin was saying earlier, when you begin to lean into God, it's like the, the, the pump is primed for God to do some amazing things. And it's my hope and prayer that God has done some amazing things in your life uh, as you have joined together in this season. Amen? All right, so uh, last night... We had an opportunity uh, for our kids to all come over for dinner, and um, and and you know all my kids are grown and and different things they're pursuing in life, and so when you get an opportunity to have all your children under one roof for a meal, that's a pretty special night. And so Denise and I have been looking forward to this all week. We plan family night. We're going to all come together and, and and have a great time. And so. We're getting stuff ready last night and waiting for the kids to come. And uh, so a lot of things didn't turn out the way we thought they would. Uh, first of all, one of our kids was late to dinner. And I'm not mentioning any names here tonight, okay? But one of them was late to dinner. And, and then um, uh, someone that I won't mention who ap- actually was cooking the chicken. And I, I, I hate to even mention meat around here, okay? So um, don't hold it against me. But, but we were having chicken. And so I was cooking on the grill. And uh, so I, I took it off and put it, you know, and apparently my wife said something about cutting it up because we were going to put it in the pasta dish, and, uh, and I forgot to do it. And so she gets everything ready, and timing is everything. She gets everything ready, and then she said, Jerry, did you cut up the chicken? I'm ready to mix it up. I said, no, I forgot to do it, and, and actually I didn't hear her say it. So that, that's the honest truth. So I didn't get the, so like, and when you put all that time into a meal, it was like, it was a little icy for about 10 minutes at the start of our meal. And uh, to make it worse, my kids, far be it from them to, to have a moment when their mother is upset about something to not tease her. So they began to tease her because she was upset. And on top of all that, um, one of the kids was saying that one of the other kids smelled. I mean, really? Are we like fifth graders now? And so they were talking about, you smell, and, and then after dinner, it was like, who's going to wash the dishes? It's like they were arguing about who's going to wash the dishes. I'm talking grown adults here, okay? And then on top of all that, uh, we finally get seated in the living room, and you just think about this nice, warm, cozy environment where everybody shares and talks. And we get, you know, unbelievably, we get sucked into a cheesy, uh, like one of those, um, what's that station called? Lifetime, Lifetime Network. We got sucked into a cheesy Lifetime Network. And seriously, I'm looking up at one point. No one's talking. We're watching this dumb movie, and everybody's on social media, right? So nobody's even talking to each other. So beyond our wildest, you know, I mean, all of our expectations, everything we wanted for that night and hoped would happen, it just didn't turn out the way we thought it would. It was just, it was messy. It was messy. And it reminds me of a meal 2,000 years ago that was just flat out messy. And uh, Jesus had gathered with his disciples to celebrate the Passover. And, and as they're, they're celebrating one of the most special meals um, in 
John's gospel, it says that uh, when they arrived, there was no servant to wash feet. And, and so Jesus and all of his disciples come in, and, and everyone knows if there's not a servant there, one of the disciples at least should volunteer. And no one volunteers, no one. And they all sit down and eat because everybody thinks they're more important than the other person. And so they all sit down to eat. And it said, you know, Jesus got up from the table. He got up from the table knowing that all authority had been given to him. And where he had come from and where he was going. He got up from the table. And he washed the disciples' feet. And in Luke, it says, an argument ensued and the argument was over who was the greatest for three years Jesus poured into his disciples and in that moment in that very special moment as he knows where he is going it just gets messy and um, I was thinking about that because we're going to celebrate communion tonight and the reality is is that as we prepare the, the banquet table, as, as we prepare to celebrate this special meal, the reality is this is a messy meal. And it's messy not because of the one who offers the meal to us, because he's perfect. But it's messy because of the, the disciples who come into this place. And the reality is, you know, we like to put on our game face when we come to church. I mean, no one wants to look like their life is broken in church, right? No one wants to look like their finances are a mess. No one wants for anybody to know that their marriage is falling apart in church. No one wants to come in and, and somehow have people know that, that in the darkest moments, when you're alone by yourself, the things that happen. No one wants for others to know the addiction that has stolen your freedom. No one wants to come into church and believe that, you know, if people knew my baggage and what I'm bringing into this place, they might not want to have anything that I might get uninvited to the dinner. And so one of the things I love about the celebration of Holy Communion is that about 20 or 25 years after Jesus had this meal with his disciples, the Apostle Paul, who knew what it was like to have a broken down, sin-filled life and be offered the grace of Jesus on the road to Damascus, Paul, when he referred to Holy Communion, he started it off in, in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three, with these words. On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And after Jesus took the bread, after he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, Take and eat, for this is my body given to you. Eat this in remembrance of me. And then also after supper, Jesus took the cup. And after giving thanks, he offered it to his disciples. And he said, take and drink of this, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of your sins. Drink this in remembrance of me. 
And I got to thinking that what a blessing it is to know that when the host prepares this meal for us tonight, that even though it's messy, even though the things that we sometimes hoped would be the case in our walk of faith, even though some of the things that keep holding us back, the places where we're really trying to to make that next step for Jesus, even in the midst of those struggles and, and those places of brokenness, we can still come together and still be invited to this meal and to celebrate not us but to celebrate the goodness of God and what he has done on your behalf and mine through Jesus Christ and so tonight as we continue in our time of worship You're invited as as we sing. We've got a lot more worship. And just as we're uh, worshiping together, when when you just feel led at the right time, uh, we have stations on both sides over here. We have a station in the back. And uh, we want to invite you to go to the table that Jesus has prepared for you. And to come not, to come not with this sense of, own importance and what you can do to somehow try harder or make it better but that you can come to the table where the host who knows there are betrayers in the house who knows there are deserters who knows there are people who are going to grow impatient he knows that there are people who are going to grow fearful in the middle of that night just like in your life and mine, that same host, Jesus Christ, invites you to his table to celebrate this meal and to remember who Jesus is and what he has done for you. And as we move into that place, I want to remind you of the words that that Paul shared with the church at Rome. Romans 12.1, which was really Paul's attempt to to share with them what worship was all about. He said, Therefore, in view of God's mercy, that's where it begins, in view of God's mercy, as a response to God's mercy, offer your bodies up as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing unto Him. For this is your spiritual act of worship. And so tonight as we, as we continue to pray, as we continue to sing, as we share in this holy meal together, we surrender who we are to all that God is. And we celebrate His goodness with everything we have. For it is by His grace that we have a future. It is by His grace that even in the midst of your mess right now, you can take your next step. It's because of His grace that His mercies are new every morning. It's because of His grace that there's no relationship that is hopeless. It's because of His grace that even in the midst of your depression, you can find hope for a new day. It's because of His grace that marriages can find healing and addicts can be set free from bondage. 
So we invite you to share in this time and let us continue to offer everything that we are to the God who gave us everything in Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that because of who Jesus is, we can come to this place, even in the midst of our own brokenness and mess, that you invite us to this place. And even in our brokenness, Lord, the grace of Jesus Christ is made available to all who would receive it. So, Father, as we come together as a family, may we not only celebrate the grace and the mercy of Jesus for what he has done for us, but, God, may we look forward to that day when he will offer a heavenly banquet. And that day when we will sit around the table and sing his praises forever and ever, on that day when we will rejoice in the work of Jesus in our lives and the lives of so many others. But until that day, Lord, we celebrate together the goodness of Jesus Christ and we surrender all that we have. Our hands, our feet, our mouths, our hearts, our eyes, our jobs, our marriages, our finances, our families, our parenting, our careers, all of our values, all of the things, Lord, in life, we surrender unto you. May you have all of the honor and the glory. God, we release all that we have because it never belonged to us in the first place. We surrender it so that you can use it for your honor and glory. We pray this in Jesus' name.